These are the next 100x stocks. These stocks have been smashed to bits. And if you play it correctly, they could make you a millionaire. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. This episode of The Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be discussing what could be the next 100x stocks that could make you a millionaire. The stock market has absolutely tanked. Okay, so I think we're in a bit of a bear market here. And these names are fantastic names and they've been smashed to absolute bits but if you time it right if you dollar cost average into some of these plays you could see some serious gains moving forward for sure so we're looking at stocks that are down you know 50 60 70 80 90 percent down right so if they when they do if they get back to their all-time highs to go from 95 percent down all the way back up that is serious serious gains so when you're looking at the stock market, which had $7 trillion of market cap wiped off, wiped off over the last two weeks, you're seeing a lot of massively discounted tech stocks. So these are the ones that I'm potentially going to be looking at adding to my portfolio and holding long-term for when they return to glory. Yeah. And something to remember, and this is a very important stat when doing the research for this episode, stocks lose on average of 30, 36% in a bear market but they gain 114% during a bull market. So like we said, a bunch of these stocks are being just fucking bits. We could see some serious gains here. Before we begin, make sure you guys smash the like button. It really helps the algorithm in turn getting our video to other people. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it. And hit the subscribe. We like that too. All right, let's jump right back in. Let's jump right into it. First name I have is, tough one to pronounce, Mercado Libre. <laughs> M-E-L-I. It's the Amazon of South America. Right. So my thinking here is it's a tech giant. It is the number one player for e-commerce in South America. We're heading into a global recession. What do people want in a recession? Cheap things. How do you get cheap things? Buy it on Amazon. Or if you're in South America, buy it on Mercado Libre. So the ticker M-E-L-I is down from a peak of 2,000 to below 800 right now. So it's down about 60%. And this is, this is a tech giant of South America. So for me, that's a good-looking tech stock. Who did you compare it to? Is it the Amazon, you said? It's the e-commerce giant of right. South America. So um, the good thing about that, it's also in an in emerging market as well. And yeah. I find that emerging markets, they, they're, they're not even tapped into at all yet. So if you have something that's being down in a market that is set to explode, put the two, two together, and it sounds like a great play. I like it. Okay, so these two are following a very risk on asset and it pertains to crypto 
We can't forget about the miners, Riot and Mara. Because Bitcoin has been sliding, it's been on this absolute downward trend of like 70% since November, where it's gone from 69K all the way down to just recently touched 24K. Yep. These mining mining companies, so for example, Mara was previously trading $150. It's trading at $10 right now. Wow. Yeah. Right? So this is one of the bigger crypto mining companies out there. It's, it trades on you know the New York Stock Exchange, the NASDAQ. It's 100% carbon neutral, which is one of the biggest things that the regulators are looking at. They want to ensure that there's the energy consumption side of things there. In 2021, their Bitcoin mining revenue jumped from $4 million in 2020 to $150 million in 2021. Right. So once Bitcoin comes back, which it will because there's still the Bitcoin halving cycle in um, 2024, this is the time Bitcoin will at some point, if you... If you've been following for the past 13 years, it always goes up. Once Bitcoin goes up, Mara and Riot will also see their glory days. Love it. All right. The next one I have is Roblox. Mm. So Roblox was a massively hyped IPO. Went from 141 at its peak down to about 30 bucks right now. So it's down about 75%. For me, video games are a hot thing during a recession. It's cheap. It's easy, provides hours and hours of entertainment. Plus, Roblox is kind of building into the metaverse play, which I think is going to be a trend over the next while. So you're looking at a massively hyped stock that got absolutely wrecked. They have millions and millions and millions of real users. They have an in-game economy. They have their own little token, which isn't a crypto, but it's like Roblox bucks. These guys are making money. And the, the, the share price has been absolutely demolished. So for me, Roblox, video games during recession, that's a good buy. Yeah, I like it. I mean... We don't have any time to play video games these days no. with everything we're trying to do, but everybody's going to be jumping online. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to be trying to kill time one way or the other, right? I like that. I looked at a couple of the other uh, other video game companies like EA Activision, but they've actually held up pretty well mm. during during this bear market sell-off, but that tells you what you need to know. Why do you think that Roblox hasn't then? It's a bit more of an early stage company, right? EA and Activision have been around for decades, decades, mm. 50 years, whatever, right? So Roblox is new, hyped. It maybe the maybe the price was a little bit overhyped at 141. Now I think it's way oversold at 30. So yeah, I'm, I'm good call. I'm gonna stick to the crypto space. Uh, I think this one is just getting pummeled right now because the crypto market's selling off. It's also a, it's also a tech company in a way. It's, it's Coinbase. Coin <clears throat> was trading at 320 dollars. It's now trading down at 65 dollars. They just recently released their earnings earnings report. There was some negativity in terms of the retail trading volume. Uh, institutional volume has also fallen off a little bit. But that's going to return. Once, once, once the FOMO kicks in again, as we approach uh, you know, the new bull cycle, new bull market, as soon as we see, you know, we start to approach that Bitcoin halving cycle that I mentioned before, and we start to see that price really skyrocket, we're going to see all this money pour back in. They're one of the few exchanges that you can actually buy on the stock, stock market. And they just announced that users can now access Ethereum-based dApps via Coinbase. I like it. So it's really cool stuff they're doing. I think they're just getting too much flack right now. They're also getting into NFTs, right? Yeah. So they're doing a lot. This is the number two exchange in the world, I, I think, I think yeah, it is, right? Yeah, behind Binance. Um, so I th this will pick back up once the crypto market picks back up. Yeah. And it will pick back up. I like it. I like it. Along with Riot and Mara, I think Coin's a great choice. Yeah. So the next two I have is following a different line of thinking. I'm looking at sports, streaming, and gambling. 
So I think this kind of stuff, again, during a recession, you know, gambling, people are staying at home, they're watching sports, they're streaming, they're putting some bets on fantasy sports. So I'm looking at DraftKings, which is down from 65 to under $10. And I'm looking at Fubo, which is sports streaming, and they're also implementing gambling, down from $35 to $3. Mm, wow, that's crazy. Man, these that's things 10X. absolutely destroyed. DraftKings in particular, man, those guys are doing some great things, not only with fantasy, but they've opened up the DraftKings Sportsbook. So now it's a traditional sports betting company. They're integrating NFTs. They just poached one of the biggest guys from Barstool over to DraftKings. I really like what they've got going on. So I think DraftKings isn't going anywhere. These guys are a main player in sports betting and fantasy. They're really innovative. And I think it's a great buy at $10. Especially when you have the NFL season, not too, like, it's kind of far off, but it's really not too far It'll off. It'll creep up on you. Like you got preseason, you know, starting training camp starting in uh, July, August. So, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I think it's great. So, Fubo and DraftKings are my next two. I got Shopify. All right. Um, previously trading at 2000 now down at 400 bucks. Demolished. Um, this is an e-com platform. It's, I've used it. It's fucking simple. Like, and I'm not that smart when it comes to computers and technology and all that stuff. I could use it. Yeah. It's easy. The CEO just bought $10 million worth of shares. That's telling me something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so basically, these guys, their their business model shifted a little bit. They've gone from, they used to be only subscription-based. I think that's been a bit of a deterrent. But now they're focusing on merchant solutions, which is 71% of the revenue. So they're focusing on the, the aspect that's making them the most amount of money. Uh, so they have Shopify payments, which is kind of like Visa. You know, they're going to collect they're going to make it easier for merchants to collect money on the, on the platform. But they also, and I didn't know this at the time, I don't think they had it when I was experimenting with Shopify a couple of years ago or last year. They have Shopify Capital as well, which allows them to provide loans to right. help companies start up their business. I like it. And the way I'm seeing it right now is a ton of companies are going to, they're going to go bankrupt. COVID has pushed people out of their current jobs and whatnot. So out of the ashes are going to there's going to be a ton a lot of more business a lot more businesses kind of coming up and people are going to be going online and they're still going to be developing these businesses so when i see the ceo buying i see an e-com platform that is easy and i see a ton of people leaving their current positions whatever they're doing working in retail or working in banks etc i think this is a great opportunity to grab a little bit of the shopify stock i like it i'm going to stay along your line of thinking with e-commerce stocks and i'm going to say a firm so Affirm is an e-commerce solution. It's a buy now, pay later. Um, they partnered with Amazon. This stock went from 176 to 13. Wow. What the fuck? And this is now being implemented through Amazon. Why? Why? How can it? Okay. What's, do you know the reason why this is down so much? Like, it's, what is, it's, a, it's a high growth tech stock. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a new technology that's only really been running for a few years. Um, you know, they might have some profitability issues now, but... When you think about recession and people are struggling for money, buy now, pay later is very attractive. And once this partnership with Amazon, which was only announced in the past year, you know, this, these things take years to fully integrate into a platform with as much reach as Amazon. When this is fully integrated and people are really taking full use of the Affirm platform, $13 a share is going to look like a massive bargain. So that's a buy for me. Absolutely. So I'll piggyback off of that buy now, pay later. And after pay which was acquired by Square Block. Yep. Um, Afterpay is more in the Australian market, but that's not to say that Square can't now bring this to, or Block can't bring this to other areas of the world. Uh, 
I think Square is taking a bit of a hit right now because consumer spending is being deterred by higher interest rates, inflation. You know, people are being pinched. But once the Fed gets control of the inflation and interest rates come back down and people are out spending again, I think we'll see Square and Block do a bit of an uptick again because they, they were trading at 240 and now trading down at $84. You also have to look to their incorporation of uh, crypto assets and blockchain technology. You know, I think there's some play that we're going to see there as well when Bitcoin eventually sees its its move as well. So the, the acquisition of the buy now, pay later with Afterpay in terms of bringing people back spending again, I think will be some factors that will really increase Square's performance. Yeah, I mean, if you've been watching the show for the past few months now, you know that Square Block has been one of our favorite companies for a while. It's obviously way off its all-time highs, so I agree with that. I own Square. If anything, I would just be adding at this price. I'm not selling, that's yeah. for sure. So I'm going to continue along e-commerce, but from a bit of a different angle and go with Fiverr as my next pick. So Fiverr is an e-commerce platform. It's like the gig economy. You can find people to do marketing work for you or make a design for you or edit your podcast for you or whatever it is. You know, people from all around the world can say, look, this is what I can do. I can be your personal assistant. I can design your new logo, whatever it is. Fiverr has, is the international gig economy hub. And when you think about the recession and how that's going to affect companies, they're going to be cutting costs at all angles, right? They're going to be offshoring a lot of the work, whether it be business development, marketing, design, all these kind of things. So Fiverr, I think, is going to see an increased amount of traffic due to companies cutting costs. And people who are going to be getting laid off, there are mass layoffs coming across the world over the next few months because companies are not making as much money. So what do people do? They sign up to these gig websites and say, look, I, I know how to do this. Let's see if someone in Slovakia needs my services or someone in, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So Fiverr's down from $262 a share to 38. Mm. I'm thinking that is a great buy. I've used Fiverr. I always use Fiverr for little things that I need in my businesses. It's a great company, great user experience. That's a buy. All right, tied in well, Shopify, you know, anybody who's trying to run their own business wants a logo created or you know, getting the sound for their podcast or something updated. Like, I think it's a great play. Yep. And anybody can do it from anywhere. And if people start to get laid off from the jobs, they're going to start going onto these platforms where they can be a freelancer, right? Set their own hours, set their own rates, get really good at, you know, maybe they do writing for, uh, what's that word for that writing? Anyways, they're doing writing for websites and whatnot, right? Yep. So, yeah, no, it's- Copy? Makes, copy, that's copy, it. That's yeah. what I was looking yeah. at. Yeah, perfect. Um, so the next one I have is Upstart. 390 down to 38 man they just like, got actually wrecked on their yeah. last earnings they had a so the, the revenue increased 150 percent you know it's just i feel like wall street get, is afraid of its own shadow sometimes there's always something else to be afraid of mm. and i think it's a bit ridiculous so this is an ai lending platform that's profitable mm. they are making money they're not losing money um everybody needs I think at a time like this, people are going to start needing. Uh, it's they're going to they're going to need money and they're going to need it efficiently and effectively. <clears throat> they just added the automotive loan segment to their business in late 2021. This is a 750 billion dollar opportunity that not a lot of other players are going after. They've already signed up 35 of the major uh, automotive retailers to their business. They have a they just started their small business lending for mortgages. You know, I think there's going to, 
we're seeing interest rate hikes. I think we're going to see people who are going to need some support when it comes to their mortgages, maybe in the next few years or so. Um, the addressable market for AI, for borrowing money is absolutely massive. And when you have an AI system that is doing this for the banks, I just think that there's too much concern about the current conditions and we're not factoring in, you know, two or three years from now. This is a company that is profitable. Yeah. This is not a, a growth tech stock that is like, oh, well, let's see if they're going to make it. They are profitable. So 100%. I, to me, I think this AI lending platform that does it better than humans is, I think it's the way to go. Yeah. Upstart's a great one. Another company that I hold in my portfolio. And at these prices, I would be doing nothing but adding. Yeah. Next name I have is Roku. So we've seen streaming stocks get absolutely crushed off the back of Netflix terrible earnings. But what I like about Roku is they're not actually competing. So the reason I never really invested into Netflix recently is because I saw the competition creeping, right? As, as a consumer myself, I have Netflix, I have Prime, I have Crave, there's Hulu, there's uh, YouTube TV, there's everything, right? Apple TV, there's so much competition, Paramount, you name it. Every company now has a streaming platform, Disney+. Plus. So the first mover advantage that Netflix had gradually eroded. But what I like about Roku as a streaming stock is it's the platform that hosts the streaming services, right? So you have Roku being built into almost every new TV now, the Roku remote. With Roku, you choose the platforms and they're monetizing through ads through that platform. Roku's down from $490 a share to 95. So for me, I don't know who's gonna become the dominant streaming platform moving forward. I think you're gonna see consolidation in the space as you do with most industries as they mature. But one thing that should remain the constant is the software platform that's built into the hardware that everyone's using anyway. So if you're looking to get into the undervalued streaming sector right now, my pick is Roku. Yeah, definitely. I mean, every time I turn on my TV, I see Roku right there. Yeah. So uh, so one of the last ones I have here is it's Open Door Technologies, uh, trading from $35 down to $7. Basically, it's a super, I'm sticking with the AI side of things again. I think the world doesn't realize how big artificial intelligence is about to get. I just watched an interview with Elon Musk and he's going to be bringing out his robots like anytime now. Right. Um, anyways, this is a simple way to buy and sell your home. You just list it. Somebody makes a bid, open door, they purchase it. So they end up actually holding it. And so that way you're just, you're done with your transaction. They'll actually do the repairs before relisting it later on as well. Um, revenue is up 600% year over year on the quarter. Um, they make money on both the buying and the selling of the home. So I know there's a shit ton of buying that just occurred leading into COVID and whatnot. Interest rates were super low, but because they're on the selling side as well, if interest rates becomes too high and people can't afford their mortgages, I think there, there's also gonna be that sell off as well. Mm. So you can kind of see them on both sides. Home sales were up 415%. They saw an increase in gross uh, gross profits by 450%. So there's a ton of growth with this company right now. And they only control 1% of the $2.3 trillion market. Mm. I wonder how that stock's going to go if the market, if the housing market kind of sees a bit of a downturn. Well, the thing is, <clears throat> the other reason I picked this stock is because it already has $3 billion in cash. Right. So they're sitting pretty pretty heavy when it comes to cash. Um, so they can survive a bit of a They a can survive, yeah. yeah. And Zillow, just one of their major competitors, just left the space. But these guys are still... So Open Door Technologies is still grabbing market share while these guys left the space. So now right. it's wide open. And it's they're doing it 13 times more efficient than agents, this automated platform right, that yeah. they have. Remove the middleman, right? Like a yeah. smart contract. It's a smart contract. 
for real estate, but, but it's not actually a smart contract. Yeah, yeah. It's, you yeah, know, yeah. So it's an interesting play. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just see what the amount of growth that's occurring right now. Uh, their price to sale ratio is one, which is unheard of. Yeah, one. There's a lot of companies right now that say one and two. It's yeah, crazy. it's nuts. So again, if you're looking, I think this could go come back when the housing market is never. If you look at the housing market forever, it's always up. Yeah, you know, the, it's housing prices. You know, I remember like my parents buying a house, but it was like eighty thousand dollars yeah. for a place. Now it's you know a million dollars. Yeah, the housing market doesn't die. It will always be there. People don't need to live. You can't live in the metaverse. That's what Not I mean. Yet. Not yet. We got something coming up for you guys, though. Don't worry. Um, all right. So I have one more pick. I'm going back to where I started from. Uh, I started with uh, Mercado Libre, which is e-commerce in South America. Now I'm going e-commerce in Africa. A stock that we... Jumia. Yeah. Jumia. J-M-I-A. This is, a ri- this is as risky as it gets. <laughs> it's the e-commerce and digital payments giant of Africa. It's down from $69 share to 6 so it's been absolutely destroyed. It's sitting at one to two times revenue in terms of market cap. And it still only has 5% penetration in the market of Africa, which going back to what you said is an emerging market. So you have a company that's really just getting started. They're e-commerce. And again, recession, e-commerce, people need things cheap. Africa is going to get hit hard, I'm sure. The share price is just so attractive right now at one to two times revenue that you know, you're never going to say, oh, it could never go down more. It could always go down more. But at $6 a share, back to its all-time highs of 70 it's a bargain right now. And if you're looking for a risky stock that could potentially 100x, like we said, Jumia could be a good pick. I like it. Yeah. If you want a non-risky stock that I think could still still make you a boatload of money, I mean, Kathy Wood's still calling for like $5,000 plus on this stock. Tesla. Oh, yeah. So I was watching this interview with Elon Musk the other day. It was a TED Talk, and I guess the guy interviewed him. This is only from a couple of weeks back. And one of the questions was around his AI, the robots, you know, that are coming out to replace, you know, the mundane human tasks. And he said that the robot business is going to be way larger than the actual auto, automotive uh, aspect of his business. Right. And he's expecting these to actually start hitting the, hitting the ground very, very shortly. I definitely, I own Tesla. I'm long and strong in Tesla. It's not a stock that I would ever really think about selling. No, and it's just, gonna, I, I think it'll continuously as it go up. I mean, the way he's building out the automotive side, he now can pretty much just manufacture whatever he wants. Right. You know, anything he wants to manufacture, he just create it. He's created, he's got these gigafactories now. Like, yeah. If he wants to create it, he'll- Don't he'll, bet against Elon. He'll make it. That's the thing, right? Don't bet so, against Elon. I think even though it's still trading up, it's still down. It's I think it's at like 600 bucks. Something like that, yeah. Down from 1100 and you know, you got Kathy Woods by twenty twenty six could be five thousand bucks. She's never wrong, eh? No, <laughs> she's a long term thinker. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. A, like a Nakamoto. Yep, I so. like it. Uh, you have anything else? No, that's all I got. All today. right, so th- that's a good list of riskier tech stocks that are absolutely crushed right now. But if you're looking to bargain buy, buy low, sell high, these are stocks that could potentially return ten x, fifty x, hundred x over the next few years when the market peaks back up. So put them on your watch list. Absolutely. And make sure you guys tune into the next episode. Ooh, that one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.